These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. I'm George Kouloris, and here with me today are some of my favorite funny people. On the line, we have Alexandria Sweat. How you doing, Alex? Doing all right. At least it wasn't like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> like a horror movie. <laughs> I've been like weird. And that's TJ Jackson. How you doing, TJ? Hey, my car died yesterday and I changed a battery for the first time. No lie. I'm like a newborn lesbian. Crazy. <laughs> I'm, so I got my tool belt and I have a date with Danielle later. I'm a new me. Yes. That is yes. awesome. Living your best life as a newly yes. discovered lesbian. All right. On the line with us from L.A. playing the role of Will Amato is the very talented Leah Williams. How are you doing, Leah? I am doing great. How are you guys? Amazing. Making it. TJ gave a very tepid <laughs> amazing. It was unconvincing. Great. He did. <laughs> amazing. I was not sold by that amazing, but it's okay. <laughs> yes. So amazing. Well, I'm amazing, too. I hope you guys believe that. I'm amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how we tend to talk oh, here out in L.A. I literally it's live in the amazing. valley, so when you say amazing, it comes out amazing. It, it has to be like that. Does the valley suck the sound and the tone of the word out? You just have to drop it, like, amazing. It, like it kind valley. of does. When you move here, you're kind of baptized in valley-isms, and it sort of just mm. becomes a part of you. And so when you say certain words, it just, like, come out like that, like, amazing. And I'm fully black, by the way, and I talk just like a valley girl from time to time. No judgment. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Leah is a very funny actress, writer, and producer. She played Issa Rae's hyper-religious co-worker, Sister Mary, in the web series Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, which I love. She was later oh, on you. Insecure when it was on HBO. And she wrote and starred in Sexless on BET. And most importantly, she's good old friends with Alex from Louisville. Yes, you guys make me sound so much more important than I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're maybe one of the most impressive people we've had on the show. I was really excited that you agreed to come on. I'm so flattered. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So tell me, what's the funniest thing that happened to you this week? It wasn't this week, but it was last week. I had a reunion with some of my college buddies, and we were all required to have a glass of wine. I had probably one or two glasses too many. By the end of the night, I had been crowned the hussy of the night, and I woke up to find the reason why. I'm really lightweight. I actually don't drink a whole lot, so it doesn't take a whole lot to just totally push me past the edge. So mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning to a group text with a photo of me basically flashing the group. Oh, my God. Uh, but I still had my bra on. Like, my, my titty was still inside my bra, but you could, like, see my, <laughs> you know, my titty inside the bra, leopard print and everything, just pose for the camera. And I had no recollection of that whatsoever. 
sat up in here in my house by myself, basically finished an entire bottle of wine and flashed my college classmate. So, yeah, that, that oh was God. pretty funny. Oh, my God. That is mm-hmm. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can see you. I love you. And I say this with all the love in my heart. I say this as a good friend. You're already on 10. And so coming in <laughs> with <laughs> extra glasses mm-hmm. of wine, I can yes. only imagine. Oh, my God. Dude, because, like, Alex, she's not playing. My battery is always on 100. So if you add alcohol onto that, like, the battery would explode, which is basically what happened that night. I just completely passed out. The battery exploded. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. It was just me being me, but enhanced. It happens to the best yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. Well, Thank I mean, I've you. Never I don't feel so bad I, I've known a people. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. The first thing I want to get to this week is the battle this weekend between Nelly versus Ludacris. They had a big versus battle on Instagram Live. Did anybody watch it? What did you think? I watched it. I did. Leah and a group of friends of ours tried yeah. to have a reunion around the versus mm-hmm. battle. However, mm-hmm. not everyone was prepared including people that were involved in the versus battle. I'm talking to you, Nellie. Talk to him. Talk to him, Alex. <laughs> talking to you. His internet connection was foddy. We're not really sure what was happening, but he was not prepared. <laughs> yes, or he bought a router from Radio Shack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, or back in the man. day, how we used to go to Radio Shack to buy the antennas and then wrap them with foil and put them on top of the TV to get channels. It was the equivalent of that. It was very ghetto. And we black people can say that and have it not be racist. So it was very ghetto. <laughs> and you all get a pass because we've given you permission. We can call it, we can all call it what it was. It was ghetto. Uh, but no, I agree with you, Leah. It was definitely ghetto. When Nelly mm-hmm. entered the initial start of the versus battle, maybe about 15 minutes after it was supposed to start <laughs> with a carryout box of chicken and coming in like your favorite <laughs> drunk uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nelly showed up to have a good time, right? He's all casual. He's drinking. He's eating chicken. Mm-hmm. Luda was taking the competition mm-hmm. seriously. He was there to oh, yeah. play. Waiting on Nelly, he was playing new music. He, he was. was. He came correct. He was not playing around, and we appreciated that. That's why he won, because Luda doesn't play. Luda's there to win, and he's mm-hmm. always whooping ass. He did a great job. Amen. Right. I think he did a great job, but I'm going to tell you guys who really won for the night. It was the internet. When Nelly's call dropped, he had to get on the phone with Spectrum. That was the true winner. Ludacris did bring the hits. He kept the background going. He kept picking his fro. Mm -hmm. He pinned his comments and had merch ready. But the real winner was you, people. I thought the hardest round was Country Grammar versus What's Your Fantasy. So what's your pick in that round? Mm, That's hard. What's my fantasy? Only because that's what just came out right now. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. <laughs> the beat is harder, and I appreciate the nasty lyrics. I do. That's the sister Mary in me. I love the Lord, but every now and then, you just got to get a little ratchet. That's okay. You got to talk about your fantasy. <laughs> that's right. Your fantasies. And then you repent in the morning. Amen? Amen. 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 And it's also the song that gave us Shauna. Remember Shauna? And she had the song, song Getting Some by Shauna. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yes. It was a great song. She was the female artist, the woman rap artist of DTP. And 
that's another reason why What's Your Fantasy has to win because we got Shauna from there. That's you. So Joe Biden <laughs> is going to be announcing his VP soon. I was thinking about this today because I put in my absentee ballot. And between now and the time Joe Biden announces VP, everybody's playing what they call the beach stakes game. And they're guessing and they're making mm. their prediction. And I want to play along. So I want to take bets. Who do you guys think Joe Biden is picking as his VP? He gave us a clue that it's going to be a woman. Who do you think is going to be? Cardi B. Wow, yeah. At first, I wanted to say an obvious pick, you know, like Stacey Abrams or Kamala Harris. But I say Miss Belkalese Almanzar, the Bronx of New York, wherever she's from. She really Mm. speaks people in a way that we all need right now. I think everyone is Mm. tired of all of the fluff and stuff. We're tired of the fake news. We're tired of lies and fibs and we're tired of the tribulations and we need a Cardi B. Joe Biden needs someone who not only can be funny and witty, can be hip, urban, give you a great Chanel outfit when she wants to pull one out of the closet. I'm here for Cardi B as the VP. You throw her shoe at my tent at the debate. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Her sister Hennessy would be ready for anything. Okay? Her name is not Hennessy, Alex. I refuse to believe that. Please tell me. Her younger sister's name is Hennessy. Like, Yeah, they're both named after the liquor. Liqueurs. Like the cognac. Again, ghetto. Sorry. Just going back to that ghetto. Wow. A brother named 1800. I heard he's sweet. TJ, who do you think it's going to yeah. be? I think it's going to be Kamala Harris, but I want it to be Stacey Abrams. I think it's going to be a woman of color. It has to be, right? I, I think know. you're very much so right about that. Stacey Abrams oh. was his like, first pick, but now it looks like she's trying too hard, and people don't like that, and they're turning on her like she's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> what the end like She tries too hard and she's too perfect and she won an Oscar and they hate her. When I started reading about Stacey Abrams in the last couple of weeks, I was thinking of the half the haters. I was like, you people are just hating because she's trying. Yeah. You know, oh, people need something to do in quarantine. That's what this mess is. That's exactly <laughs> what, the, what that forces is. People are bored and looking for something to do. We have eaten everything. Mm-hmm. I can't do any more yoga. I've done all the meditation. So let's just mm-hmm. hate on Anne Hathaway. Let's do that. Let's and Stacey Abrams. Wow. Yes. Are they the Abra haters? The Abra haters. Does that work? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. wow. Who do you think it's going to be, Leah? I'm an Abra lover. And so I'm hoping <laughs> that he is the pick. I feel it. I feel it in my toes. He's going to be the one. Which He's toe in particular is telling you she's the pick? My big toe. <laughs> my big toe yeah. is telling me I just feel it it's the left one I just felt it right in there mm-hmm. that's awesome I was thinking it was gonna be Kamala Harris she seems like the obvious pick but now I'm feeling mm-hmm. Cardi B maybe Nene Cardi B or Nene um, one of those two. Nene she's not on the progressive ticket nope no okay. she's not no black no. <laughs> people don't like her wait head. Black really? Low-key don't like Kamala Harris. No. Mm-mm. Well, yeah. No, we have issues with Kamala because of her past. And so a lot of policies that she either supported or enacted just kind of went against 
the progressive agenda for criminal justice reform. And was particularly detrimental mm-hmm. to many in the black community, and they have not forgotten about that. Joe would not be wise to choose Miss Kamala. No, ma'am, no, sir. I do not envy this decision because it doesn't really make mm-hmm. a difference, but he's going to get criticized regardless of who he picks. What do y'all think about Elizabeth Warren? I would support her as a VP pick. Yeah. Unfortunately, as much as I cringe about it, there is a part that you do have to get the black vote. You do have to get the young vote. You do have to get the Latino vote. You do have to get certain votes in order to carry you all the way. And I am afraid that the hook that's kind of necessary for Joe Biden to really take this thing home is having someone that opposes him in demographic and age and mm-hmm. unfortunately, Elizabeth Warren is his female contemporary in many people's eyes, even though I loved her and, and I'm still devastated that we are not talking about her on the ticket. She's got emotional kids. I think he should do an Avengers team. Announce the VP and oh. then announce Treasury Secretary, Health Insurance Secretary, your mm. VA secretaries. And just have them all do the work for him, right? We love Uh that superhero team. Mm -hmm. And then you would have Kamala Mm -hmm. Harris and Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders out there campaigning for him. And Mm -hmm. everybody can just, like, pick the person they like. Cardi B has to worry about baby culture and her flyness, that she doesn't have time to try to campaign and get all the votes. I agree. She needs the support of the politics Avengers. Stacey Aram and Kamala Harris aren't the only ones job hunting right now. TJ told us a couple weeks ago that he's also job hunting and that he got laid off from his job. How are you so far, TJ? How's it going? Doing all right. I just am browsing through the old LinkedIn these days and perfecting oatmeal in the morning. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Perfecting oatmeal is no small feat, by the way. I'm sorry. That is no small feat. Thank you. Okay, if I just have a minute here, you need half a cup of rolled oats and then one cup of water. You put that in the pot and you put some cinnamon in there, get a little bit of maple Mm. syrup, put some salt, and then you let it come ready. You put in a bowl and then you put a spoonful of peanut butter in there so you're full for the rest of the day Mm. or at least until lunch-ish. And then some frozen berries. That's the secret, is you mm-hmm. get the frozen raspberries oh. and frozen blueberries, okay. so you can make it, like, room temperature and ready, and it's just, oh. like, fruity goodness. Mm, it's amazing. Ooh, mm. it oh, it sounds yeah. very sexy. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Woo, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, also, you know what you also got to do? You got to crush up some walnuts in there, and just you just got oh, to... Yes. Beat them into like a fine powder so you don't okay. know that they're in there, but you still get the protein mm. from the nut. Yes. Y'all, I need a job. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I need a man. I need a man. That's what I need. We just need to get rich husbands, and then we can make <laughs> the best oatmeal and live the greatest lives. Thank you. Yes. I'm with you. Yeah. Let's devise a plan and make that happen. Seriously. Yes. Oh, my God. Mary yes. Rich, tell them, tell them you make great oatmeal. I think the only guy who's going to be interested is an older guy. That's my plan. Okay. we the realization here. As long as you make great oatmeal, you can marry Rich. What yes. else do older men yes. like than oatmeal? Very true. <laughs> How old are we talking about well, here? I don't know. Shady Pines yeah. old? That might be a little <laughs> too old. Shady Pines. He 
need to be able to eat his own oatmeal. I'll cook it for you, but he still needs to be in a state where he can eat it himself. I'm not feeding him. He's too far gone if I have to feed him the oatmeal. Hey, if he's got that money, I'll blend it up in a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to try to jump in and help TJ because I've been thinking about you being jobless, TJ. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want you or Leah to feel like you have to marry extremely old to be taken care of. (laughs) Being the good friend that I am, I've thought of a few jobs for you that I think you might take into consideration and start pursuing once we finish today. If it makes me money, it's a contender. Job number one, I think you would be great as a TikTok curator. I see you getting on the TikTok. Get your account set up. You're already coming up with recipes on the show. You can do your oatmeal recipe. You could have the, Mm. like, cooking with TJ. I would watch a channel of TJ. It could just be you in your closet. Oh, yeah. Oatmeal in the closet. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Another job you might want to consider is overall social media influencer. You give me that vibe. I feel like you could be the starter of the next fire festival. TJ, you can exploit all of your comedy friends and get their Mm -hmm. money and create some sort of fake comedy festival. You influence the hell out of us. We influence the hell out of each other. I think you have that kind of power and pull in the Atlanta scene to be a social media influencer and the next festival failure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, uh, 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 yes. You know, what's two or three years in prison, mm-hmm. honestly. It goes it's by right. in a flash. Get out, you write a book. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking long-term here, long-term. Job number three, social life. You've always given me the Paris Hilton via early 2000s vibe. Ooh, do I get a dog? Yes. Are you getting a purse dog? Are you going to be different and get a big dog? Yes. No. I want to be different and I'll get a big dog and still put him in a purse. (laughs) Yes. 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 I love that. You see, you're already thinking about your brand, TJ. That's what a real socialite does. And then lastly, Postman. Oh, wow. But I feel like you're always delivering the news. So deliver some mail mm. too, <laughs> Hey, yeah, why not? Why not get on another sinking ship? It's a great idea. <laughs> you know where you should work? A bookstore or a mall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, TJ, yeah, I would love so- you on a cruise ship. I say let's do it. I'm ready for it. I'm not good on water, so maybe if we could just say dock. The whole time? That's probably not <laughs> the best. Alex, come on, girl. It's 2020. We have to beat the stereotype that black people can't swim. It's time to learn to swim, Alex. Uh, thank you. I will take you up on that. Also, that's another new <laughs> merch alert. Hashtag no swim shaming. And I need a uh, cut from that since I came up with it, of course. So just cut me in. Just a little piece. So I we'll add. give you your cut. This is one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the show, because not only are you an awesome actress and a writer, and you've done these really great shows, but you also have known Alex since y'all were itty-bitty. We were in performing school together. And <laughs> yes, if, yes. If I'm not mistaken, you were in that same class with Alex with Mr. Bradford? 
Is that correct? Oh, yes. Honey, <laughs> what can you say? Where did you mm. even begin? The first thing that comes to mind for me and Mr. Bradford is peanut butter. No. We used to keep a jar of peanut butter and a spoon at the ready behind his desk and would just mm. pull it out whenever the spirit moved him to do so and just start eating peanut butter in the middle of class. Yes! Oh, absolutely. Straight from the jar. No shame at all. And oh, then would wow. look at us crazy for looking at him like he was crazy. Like this is normal. Like people just be pulling out peanut butter. Yes. Do you remember the day we came into class and he was eating a rack of ribs and a napkin? <laughs> yes. But what's the craziest thing about it was, like, it was such a contradiction because Mr. Mm-hmm. Bradford was this very classy, very dignified, older black gentleman with a fake British accent, would regularly wear polo sweaters Wait. tied around the neck with a collar popped up, his shorts pulled up his nipples, and then one day... We walk in and he's just eating ribs. Like, it's nothing. Like, it was just a regular thing to do. I wanted some ribs, to be honest. <laughs> I was always hungry. But then we have the audacity to get on any one of us for overeating or if we happen to be putting on some weight. He wouldn't hesitate to tell us to push back from the table. I guess he figured since his glory days on Broadway was over with, he was free to eat a rack of lamb or ribs. But Alex, I have a recent story about Mr. Bradford. This is from a friend of mine. He did a show with Mr. Bradford maybe five years ago. There was this guy in the cast who was particularly smelly. People didn't have the balls to say anything, and they kind of let it go. And I guess Mr. Bradford let it go for as long as he could. And one day kind of pulled him off to the side, but still everyone was around, so it wasn't discreet really (laughs) at all. But he told this guy... Funk is a genre of music you listen to, not something you are. And watch Oh, God. <laughs> wow. If I'm lying, I'm flying. And I'm still firmly planted on the couch. He said that. This is why he's one of my favorite characters ever. His dialogue is so good. One day you guys have to write this guy into something. And I have one more quick story. I was doing a scene with Aaron Rivers. And I was playing a gang member with some Sam Shepard play. And I thought that it would add to the character to have her smoking a cigarette or a joint or something. But I didn't have anything that could really double as a joint. So I took it on myself to grab a pencil and wrap it up in white paper. So I stroll up there to the stage area with like an eight foot long <laughs> joint. And I thought, you know, it was totally basketball. And I go through the entire scene like this. And I'm committed to, like, I committed, all right? And we get through the entire scene, and I'm waiting with bated breath for acting notes. And all Mr. Bradford says is, like, a moment of dead silence. He looks at me, and he goes, Biggie Smalls must have rolled that doobie. <laughs> we do love you, Mr. Bradford, and honestly, we probably wouldn't be the actors we are today without some of that. Was he your theater teacher? Our sophomore year of high school was our first year with Mr. Bradford as one of our theater teachers. Mm-hmm. And in senior year, it's just you and Mr. Bradford. Final oh. story. At the end of our senior year, we have juries. 
We're doing juries, and I was grossly ill-prepared. My senior year, there was a lot going on, and I just did not prepare the best that I could. So it came to my turn. You had to present five pieces, two of the five pieces of mine, (laughs) like solid, ready to go to be performed. (laughs) And I had a moment where I just had to freeze. You know when you professionally fail, and you just kind of stop in the middle of the piece, and you're like... Thank you. (laughs) I had that moment of trying to professionally fail in front of all of my teachers. And then here comes Mr. Brewer's ass in the audience from the judge's seat. And you hear this deep, uh, 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 uh. I heard him laughing at me. That's it. It's that deep, deep belly laugh, like from the gut, honey. Like, ooh, ooh. I'm sorry. That was a good one. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, guys, I, I wiped away a tear on that. <laughs> you guys, I love this character. I'm serious. Y'all have to do something with him. I would love for Mr. Bradford to be a judge on one of our battles one day. Yeah. He should. He should come on. I'd love to hear his on some of these pop hits. That will be the episode for the ages. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed. So I want to move on to our battle for the week. We are doing our version of the versus battles. Ludacris and Nelly were last week, and last week we did Limp Biscuit and the Pussycat Dolls. But I did have one oh listener God. who messaged me to point out that we messed up. Actually, it was not a tie. The Pussycat Dolls won. For this week's battle, I picked the one and only, my favorite singer, Madonna. I've seen her perform four times. I own every album. She's been number one on my Spotify for two years running. And I told you, you can pick anybody, any singer, any group to go up against her and that she would whoop their ass. I want to know, who'd you pick, Alex? George, you got fared. I was really going to lay it on you here. But upon talking to our guest (laughs) yesterday, I was inspired. Today, we're going to battle Madonna against the one and only Miss Janet Jackson. Oh, yes. I've been wondering who you're going to pick. I've been a little nervous because I was like, she's going to go really hard against me. This is pretty hard. I love Janet. She's great. She's got some good hits. She's no Madonna, but she's awesome. And I'm ready to jump into this. Oh, she's no Mm. Madonna or maybe Madonna's no Miss Jackson. With Madonna, she's had over 50 Billboard hits, 12 number ones. Whittling it down to the five songs that represent her has been really hard. For our first round, the song that made them a hit her first number one, Like a Virgin. She just came right out of the bat with that. It was a huge hit, went to number one. That was her bad girl phase. She dry humped a wedding dress on MTV and shocked America. (laughs) That is a pop icon from day one. Not only did it put her on the charts, but it was just a classic in the sense that it brought her together with two pop legends 20 years later to stage a super controversial moment. What does Janet have to beat Like a Virgin? What was her first hit? Miss Janet has sold an estimated 100 million records worldwide and is mm. listed as the 11th mm. best-selling female recording artist in the U.S. She has attained 10 Hot 100 number one singles, 16 mm. Hot 
R&B number one single and 20 hot dance slash club play mm. <laughs> number mm. one singles. Okay. Mm. And so for her first Please, number one, the song titled, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Though. I think it's clear who my vote is for, and that's not just because it's Janet. It's really not. I truly think that What Have You Done For Me Lately is a legitimately better song. You can dance to it, and it also, I feel a sense of empowerment and just kind of sassy, and I, I like that. That's who I am. So my vote is for Miss Janet. I have to go with Like a Virgin, and it is because I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I would like to retract my previous answer since we're going there. Yeah, I picked Janet because I'm black. So there it is. Still from the great Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everybody black. There you go. Hashtag black power. Hashtag black lives matter. Hashtag black hair matters. Black songs. Okay, let me shut up. I'm, I've gone this far <laughs> over the edge. I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> Reel it in, Leah. <laughs> Rain me in. Rain me in, Alex. Going on to the second song. This week's category for the second song is a song from a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to 1990. The movie is Dick Tracy and Madonna in a epic gender reversal role plays the bad guy, which never happens. Then she has this soundtrack of terrible songs from the movie, except for the last song that has nothing to do with the film, but went to number one. And that song, my dears, is Vogue. That you all immediately started voguing proves my point. I did too. In 2000, Eddie Murphy came out to a sequel for his hit movie, The Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps. Janet Jackson played the role of Professor Denise Gaines, the love interest of Sherman Clump in this movie. Not only was she in the film, she gave you hits mm. on hit, really just one hit from mm. this soundtrack from the Nutter Professor 2 soundtrack. still going. Everyone was moving, but we weren't all doing the same dance coast to coast like we were with Vogue. Vogue is America. I feel Mm. like Vogue Mm. conformity doesn't really matter, promotes individuality. 
I feel like a traitor to my people because after that impassioned speech that I gave just moments ago, I kind of have to cross over to the other side on this one. Vogue is is definitely the winner for me on this round. I I can't help it. Vogue is definitely the superior song. Now, Alex, I'm mad at you because you know full well Janet did another movie soundtrack, and that movie was called Poetic Justice. And do you remember the song that she recorded for that soundtrack? No, help me out. See, you're fired. I need to just take over your post (laughs) from here on out because I can't believe you did that. I'm taking over. The song is again. You remember that song? I heard from a friend today, and she said you oh, were in town. Yeah. She consulted me, <laughs> and we might could have won this one, but you went off and did your own thing, and look at us now. I have faith, Alex. I think you're going to get it next round. I have faith in you. <laughs> okay, thank you. The fix is in. <laughs> TJ, what you mm-hmm. got? What's yeah, I agree with Leah on all sentiments. I think the Vogue music video was a Renaissance party. I can't remember, but Renaissance yeah. party. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Madonna takes that one. Next, a song that's a cover. So Madonna doesn't do too many covers, and I immediately thought of when she covered American Pie because that's her worst song ever. Then my mind went to one of my favorite Madonna songs. Her 2004 cover of ABBA's Gimme, 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 Hung Up. I stole this album back in the day off LimeWire before showing up at midnight to the record store to buy it. So that reflects the moment in history when this was the jam. Alex, oh, wow. you are rolling your eyes at me. No, no, George. That song was a mess. I'm sorry. I love you, George. But that song was a mess. Like Madonna, Janet doesn't do a mini of a cover herself, but she has sampled some things. She has used a lot of inspiration. And on this song, she was inspired by the one folk singer, Joni Mitchell, on Got Till It's Gone. I'm with you. That is the best Janet songs ever, one of the best covers ever. My favorite Janet album, The Velvet Rope. Like, absolutely. Yes. I agree. Janet's mm-hmm. got that round. We don't even need to have a conversation about it. And like you said, The Velvet Rope is just such an iconic album. She had been doing her thing since the 70s. And at this point in her life, she had just went through so many things. Like, she had dealt with depression and anxiety. And she came back with, like, tattoos and piercings and red curly hair. And she was a new Janet. It felt like that was ushering in of a new season of Janet. You're so right. It totally was. Mm-hmm. I remember that episode of Oprah. <laughs> is this one of the times where the cover's better than the original? Ooh, I don't want to disrespect Joni Mitchell like that, but I'm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. I would say that's a fair assessment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see how we do with round four. This is going to be a hard category for me. There's so many songs I love, so many massive Madonna hits, but my absolute favorite Madonna song of all time is... Frozen from 1998. Okay. 
not her number one song, but that song also so identifies how Madonna changed her look and her sound and reinvented herself Mm -hmm. year after year, decade after decade. She never just came out with the same thing over and over again. Frozen sounds like nothing she's ever done before or since then. It really is just its own thing. I should have gone with a different song because none of y'all know it. (laughs) Your commitment to going for what you love is strong, but I'm going to blow you out the water. This is a slow jam that I picked. The the little freak in me has always loved this song. I'm going to play one of my favorite Janet songs of all time, and that is Anytime, Anyplace. Yes. Talk about setting a mood, y'all. Woo! Wrong mm, one. I think these kids mm. say more about us than they do them. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely a red wine type of song. It, it really is. They both were. All right, so judges, what do you go with, Leah? Uh, that's an easy one. Do I even have to say it? I don't think I do. I don't. But I will. Madonna. Yeah, I thought you too. Just to make my vote clear, I am going to say it. Miss Jackson. What about you, TJ? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Either? <laughs> TJ Hart. Uh-huh. The last round is the song they'll always be known for. And for Madonna, this is really hard, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought it could be Vogue. It could be so many different songs, Express Yourself. But I landed on her iconic song from the late 80s. Like a prayer. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be hard because I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs in general. I, too, struggled with this because, like you said, there's so many songs that could define what they are known for. And there are some honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. There's Pleasure Principle. Mm -hmm. There's Love Will Never Do. Like you said, The Again. But the one that I went with, because it's one of my all-time favorite Janet videos, and I feel like it, this was the album that really solidified her as a pop star, as an icon of the Jackson family. It's still in the slow vein, but I'm going with That's the Way Love Goes. I know it's slower. I know it's more grooving and an R&B jam. But I just feel like that's when Janet Jackson crossed over from Miss Nasty and call me Miss Janet if you're nasty to I'm a legitimate sex symbol. I got 
hardcore abs and a killer smile. I had to go with That's the Way Love Goes. It is a surprise, but yeah. It's a great song. It's not like a prayer. Once again, we're talking about a moment. Mm. My dad Mm. forbade me from MTV because of like a prayer. Well, if we're talking about cultural impact and moments, and then also a song's ability to reach across the aisle in terms of race and genre even, and public awareness, I would definitely have to go with like a pair on this one. Personal preferences aside, I mean, that's the way love goes is more my personal vibe. But in terms of like just cultural impact, definitely like a prayer that round. I probably would have gone with control versus like a prayer. Control might have been a better bet. I like the way you think, Leah. I thought the fix was in, but you're right. You're always right. Thank you. Somebody said it. I agree with everything Leah said. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, all the, I guess, yeah, history behind it. Like a prayer. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Love you, Jan, yeah. but you're no Madonna. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Yes. That concludes mm-hmm. our third it. battle, Madonna versus Miss Janet. Madonna takes it. I've whooped you three times, Alex. <laughs> TJ, you're picking next week's battles. What are we battling next week? All right, everybody. It is the Royal Rumble of the 90s. Instinct versus Backstreet Boys. Oh. oh. Alex, you have Backstreet Boys. Uh, George, Instinct. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. All right. Well, next week, Instinct versus the Backstreet Boys. This has Ooh. been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you to our guest, Leah Williams. Yay. Make sure to follow Thank Leah you. on at Leah Doing Work. That's L E A H D O I N W E R K. Leah Doing Work. Thank you for being on the show, Leah. Thank you, Leah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a blast. Thanks, all three of you, so, so much. <laughs> this was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you voting the right way. <laughs> oh, wow, Alex. Did you catch that? Wow. Okay. I don't even know what to say. Trash talking continues. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please review and subscribe and share it with a friend. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. Thank you, Jane, and bye. Thanks, Jane.